Hello, everybody, and welcome back to All Things Medical Assistant. I am your host for this podcast, Santino Teyes. And as always, first and foremost, I want to thank the return and faithful listeners. Thank you again. Please continue to stick around. And if you're a new listener, I hope you find this uh, podcast informative or at least entertaining and decide to stick around. And for all the international listeners, again, thank you, thank you, thank you so much for listening. It's, it's, it's an awesome feeling. It's, it's, it's just great to know that I'm able to connect with somebody on the other side there. And, you know, hopefully um, there's some kind of a you know, an understanding there. Um, you can check out our blog at allthingsmedicalassistant.com. There you'll find all the uh, episodes uploaded. And uh, as well, you can reach us through allthingsmedicalassistant.com. You can find your favorite episode and send us a voice message, or you can go to the homepage and get a direct email and get a hold of us with a comment, question, concern. And hey, let's get you on the podcast as a, as a guest um, you don't need to have any equipment, just your phone and, a, and an internet connection or, you know, your laptop or any kind of a media with a microphone and, and we can get you on the show. And again, as I, as I had asked last week, hey, especially if you're across the, uh, the, the ocean there, you know, in one of these great countries that are listening, go ahead and get a hold of me. You know, I'd love to get you on the uh, podcast and, and I'd like to know what it's like out there for you guys to be a medical assistant or if you're a nurse or whatever you are. You know, I'd like to hear your perspective of the medical community out there on, on, on that side, okay? Okay, great. So, again, allthingsmedicalassistant.com. That's our blog. Check it out. And uh, you can continue to find our podcasts on Anchor.fm or Apple Podcasts, okay? All right, so let's get started. So, you know, the past two weeks, I've been talking a lot about, you know, as as someone in the medical in the medical profession, you know, adequate, you know, and even respectful compensation. You know, we're out there doing this job, whether it's COVID, influenza, during MMR, whatever. Because you know, recently we've had measles outbreaks, which you know never would have thought would happen. You know, not that it's it's not that it's fair to assume that anything's ever eradicated or cured. You know, I my opinion is is I think there's always you know some part of something somewhere that's still living, that's still viable. It just needs to find its way over here. And if, you know, there's a bridge between us and them, whether it's in another country, you know, or in a jungle or wherever, and, you know, you go out there, you travel, you get exposed, you purposely go out there looking for it, and you get exposed, you bring it back, you know, here we go again. There's a revamping of, of, of exposure, infection, and, and, and here we go again. But, you know, for, for someone to sit there and think, well, something is cured, um, it's it, it's pretty ignorant, you know. I mean, we look at cancer, right? You know, cancer survivors, you know, they go through treatment and they have chemo, they have radiation, there's gamma knife, there's all kinds of, you know, wonderful treatments now, you know, and nobody is really cured of cancer. You're not cured of cancer, you're in remission, you know. That's, you know, for a cancer survivor, you know, for a cancer survivor, it's it's remission, the hope that you don't get, you know, a malignancy again. And that's why these commercials about, like, um, you know, alcoholism, right? Like, you know, come to our, our center. We're going to cure you of your alcoholism. There's no cure for alcoholism. You know, you're a recovering alcoholic. So <clears throat> if any of you are a recovering alcoholic and you see those ads, those are the first places to stay away. And it's funny because you see these commercials for them and it's this beautiful place just set on a beautiful beachfront and the scene and everything. I just want you to, you know, see this this serene surrounding beautiful landscape because it's part of the therapy. No, it's part of taking all the money you got 
you know, to get you in there. You know, here in Washington, I remember when I first got here and I was applying for, for jobs, I'd looked at a few um, a few uh, rehabilitation centers, and the ones that I saw were nothing like that. If anything, they looked like, you know, I don't want to make it sound as, as serious as it does, but sometimes they look like little compounds, you know. They're, you know, these are units, facilities, these are... These are, 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 are home structures that are, are created or they're pods or modules created purposely for, for mental or for um, chemical dependency care and treatment, you know. And, and there's a stark difference between that, you know, with a place that has security and then, you know, um, and orderlies and a place you see on TV that you've got the Pacific Ocean behind you, palm trees, coconuts, you know, it's, no, it's not like that. You know, and I have personal experience with that, and I'll tell you, it is not like that. Now, the centers that are open like that, they're just there for the financial, you know, for your financial, for their financial benefit, for your financial demise. And it's funny because, you know, if these programs are so rehabilitative in the sense where you're cured, why is there such a high recidivism? Why can they answer that? I bet you go to any of these communities, any of these facilities, and you ask for um, you know, a roster and, and any recidivism or return, <laughs> you might find you know um, a list. So if, if one person comes back to your facility and you've claimed to treat them, well, then I think you failed. Anyways, I just wanted to say that. That, <clears throat> that really, really bugs me. But anyways, so, you know... You're out there in the community, you know, you're, you're providing medical support, you're providing medical care, um, you want to be made felt in the least important. Sometimes, you know, when you're a new medical assistant or a new EMT or a new nurse, you have to take these pretty crappy jobs or positions because you have to, you know, you have to start somewhere, you got to pay your dues and pay your bones and stuff, as so they say. And... You grow through the ranks, right? You go through the ranks and you get to where you know you want to be and you either stay where you're at or you move on. You go back to school and 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 you become something you know more more effective um, in the in the uh, in the community there in the medical community or any community that you're in legal profession, whatever because this episode obviously goes for any profession and you know when you have a person that invests their time in an education or in a technical in, in a technical program or anything to learn the trade that you're looking to have a service provided for, you know you need to you need to value that person. That person needs to be felt valued. Again, you know yeah you know a lot of us take the pay that we do because it's what it is and we understand that's where to get a start. But as time goes on, you need to show your employee um, what they're worth and their value. Especially if you've got an employee that does a wonderful job, a wonderful job. You have to acknowledge it. You know, I'm not talking about daily giveaways and daily Starbucks cards and stuff like that. No, I'm talking about, in the least, not, you know, shitting on them, especially when it comes to those that don't do the, you know, that that don't do. We all have this situation where, you know, the bad employees always get rewarded and it's the good ones that get, you know, somehow get screwed in the end. And that's everywhere. And I don't, I don't understand that. But I've come to understand the reason why is because when it comes to management and their managing style, depending on where you're at, because I'm sure there's other businesses and entities that treat their employees very, very well. But what I believe is when you're in a position in a, when you're working in an area where you're in a position where management is very condescending, very my way or the highway, very, 
um, you know, other than, other than, how can I say, well, you know what I'm talking about, I'm just, I'm, I'm stuck for words here, um, when you're working with a management or administration that just wants to produce numbers, it doesn't make you feel good, you know, and for some reason in those, in those situations, they'd like to have what's called yes men, and we know what those are, right, those are people that will sit there and go, yes, 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 you know, management and administrations that, that 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 employ people that have opinions and minds and speak their mind, they don't like them. They're a threat to them. They are resistancy. They don't like resistancy. Administration and management do not like resistancy. And I've learned that those in management and administration that do not like resistancy lack the ability to appropriately manage. <clears throat> because management is 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 a sense of of, of contingencies um, is a sense of you know <clears throat> making your, your your crowd feel important you know how to make your people feel important how to support how to endorse how to boost how to give your staff you know uh, the sense that they're doing the best work ever and that you appreciate them and thank you you know pizza parties my god yeah we like them but what is a pizza party it's a free lunch thank you I appreciate the free pizza but my work is worth more than free pizza. If we've got patients coming in, you know, and they're coming in with chest pain. Just like this week, we had two cardiac events in one hour, and my coworker and I were able to um, mitigate it, get in there, do what we needed to do, report to medics, get them out the door, you know, and then we see their chart and they're admitted and they're being taken care of. That's the hell of a patient care. That's patient care. That is patient first. Okay. Taking on other uh, job duties to increase, uh, to obtain metrics to increase bonuses and pay is not is not patient first. What patient first is is going to work and making sure that whoever walks in through your door, you don't kill them in an ER, in a transplant, in a neurosurgery, family, in any specialty, in anything. When you got a patient coming in for whatever reason, you're able you're able to provide that service, especially so much in mental health these days. That is patient first. Providing somebody with a plan of action, you know, and 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 stability, therapy, whatever it is they need. That is patient first. Okay. And if you're a supervisor, a manager, or a clinic, uh, a clinic um, operations manager, or a practice manager, and you're listening, you know, if, if, if this doesn't sound like you, you know, if you're one that's fair and listens and appreciates and understands, good. Continue to be that way. Because in this time, um, you know, right now with everything going on, those out there providing this, this, this support and care, whether it's medical, you know, law enforcement, legal, fire whatever high high stress very stressful and you can't forget that you know you cannot forget that just because you were there one day maybe you're not anymore that's no excuse that is no excuse you need to remember what it is how it is you affect because unfortunately um, you know those in administration and management that are narcissistic or that are pompous you know when you make these decisions you are directly affecting the lives of the employees that are under you it affects them directly, it affects them emotionally, it affects them, you know, they, they go home, they take it home, they're in bad moods, it causes, you know, issues, and, you know, they, they, and they of course they're going to carry it home with them, you know, you're in the medical field, 
You know, if I worked at the burger ranch, you know, and I did a full, you know, eight hours flipping burgers, man, I'm glad I'm out of work. I'm going to go out and do my thing. But, you know, I go to work and I have, you know, let's say I room 25 of the 50 patients and I'm providing immunizations, injections, now the COVID vaccine and multiple things where I need to understand, um, you know, uh, where I need to understand dosages and it's 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 tiring and just because we sign up for it and 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 we're there to do a job we sign up for doesn't mean that you can abuse it or ignore it or otherwise you know alter the meaning of 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 what it is that we're worth that is not your right so you know this this week you know thinking and speaking to co-workers and and then a couple of providers that have reached out to me, which were physicians, medical doctors, you know, it was really sweet to get support to let me know that all these all these issues that we're having and me voicing concerns, you know, are legitimate and they're concerns of everybody and they're concerns for everybody. And it's interesting because all these people, it's funny because, and, I, and I'm sure this is in, in, in your practice as well, administration, management, uh, you know, whatever, uh, or anybody along those lines, for some reason, well, okay, I'm going to take that back. They know why. You know, they think that what they're doing, pushing, and, and saying is appropriate and the best way to go. And everybody around them, everybody around them, all the providers, all the medical assistants, all the front desk, and everybody are upset because they know it's affecting their life, are upset because they know it's affecting their life. You know, and it's crazy. I can understand if administration and admin was acting one way and maybe one or two, maybe three had something to bitch about. Well, you know, then that's just, yeah, that's just because they don't like it. But when you've got the collective, you know, the collective upset, disappointed and and resisting, then I think you need to look at the management. I think you need to look at the administration. I think you need to look at what's going on and how the administration management are trying to push this through and how they're trying to do it. That's the issue. Okay? That's the issue. And last week, talking about know your worth, that I know mine, that's what it is. And that is your, you know, you are your best advocate, whether you're an employee, patient, you're your best advocate. You need to not be afraid and and stand up and say something, you know. I've had to talk to my management and I've had to say words like I'm not doing this I'm not doing that because it's not appropriate you know and, and thank God for having a, a union I'm able to have that strength as well you know <clears throat> but no matter what you need to you need to you need to force these because I think that's what it's coming to is you need to force these people to understand what you're worth who you are you know you need to force them to understand, you know, who you are and why they why they hired you in the first place. I mean, because if you're such a crappy employee, I think they would have gotten a, a rid of you a long time ago. You know, with maybe, well, you know, not meeting standards or whatever. But when you're a good employee and you provide the best of care... And you get praise and employees and, uh, and co-workers really enjoy you. They praise you. 
patients love you and everybody sees that you make a difference and everybody in the peripheral tells you you do a great job and then all of a sudden administration comes down and says yeah well you're not such a good employee no you know and and and, and then there's such and they're and their existential method of managing <clears throat> they really believe that this is the right way to manage a lot of times they do it so they won't have to pay you the 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 percentage and raise you deserve it's just, it's just unfortunate you know I thankfully work with a good group I'm at a pay rate which is wonderful I'm happy I, you know, I make my payments and I have some left over very very happy with that but when it comes to changes you have to include everybody you can't just you know this isn't a corporation this isn't a conglomerate this is but you're making it feel that way you're making everybody feel less important you know you're making everybody feel like they're just you know assembly line workers and that's going to be really bad you know just like all you want are the yes men that'll sit there yes and not you know sh- you know make waves and shake the tree and and won't offer opinions all those that are worth a damn are going to leave and now you're going to be left with all those that don't know what the hell they're doing that can't provide that never show up to work that are always late that make mistakes that lie that's what you're going to be left with and if you're cool with that then that's going to reflect upon you and like i said last week it is because of us, the effective employees that do a great job. We're the reasons why you look good. We're the reasons why the numbers look the way that they do. We are. Okay? Because you sure as hell don't get there sitting behind a desk. You sure as hell don't get there sitting behind a desk uh, delegating, telling people what to do. No. It's the people that show up, go to work, get the job done. Day after day after day after day after day. They're the reason why things happen. You know, I've had managers that say, oh, yeah, you know, I'm a productive guy and I get that. No, no, no. You're what we call in Spanish a chinchincle. Somebody that's on the heel, that's someone that's stuck like bubblegum on the heel of someone else's shoe. You know, a brown nose or an ass kiss or an ass lick or whatever you want to call it. We all have somebody to answer to. And that's fine. That's just, I don't know, what would you call it? It's just as good in the in the civilian as it is in the in the service. You know, you got a chain of command. And you know, we follow it and still get kicked in the ass. You know, and, and I'm hoping that that maybe there is at least one supervisor that's listening or manager that's listening and saying, Yeah, you know what? I I, I could learn to and I understand it's not a it's not a it's not a uh, it's not a it's not a popularity contest or anything. But if you want to retain a group of people that provide wonderful care, you need to start respecting your your uh, your your employees and start appreciating. You know, I think administration management get into this practice of saying thank you because. Well, it's what you do. You have to say thank you. You know? Little contests and, you know, little, you know, pocket favorites like a mug here, a pencil there. You know, a lot of these things that they give to you are made so cheap. You know, you use them for a week and they break. Thanks, that's what I'm worth. I'm worth merchandise that's cheap and breaks. Cool. 
well, what are we going to do? Spend money on quality products? Well, geez, isn't is that an idea? Providing quality compensation for someone that does a good job? Oh, well, I'm, I'm, maybe it is. Maybe that is a big uh, breakthrough for some. You know, and that's what I'm saying. You got to know your. You got to believe in who you are, know your worth, and not be afraid to. Not be afraid to state it, because you might be surprised that in the end, you know, you just might not get fired. You just might not, you know, be, you know, sent to the desert clinic, you know, to work out in the dirt. You just might be surprised. And if you get enough people together with the same impression, the same idea, and the same thing to say, you know what? I think you all have a theme, and um, you all can do something about it. But yeah, you have got to, you have got to make sure that that people respect you, in the least respect you. They don't have to like you. They could hate you. They could talk crap about you. They could sit there and, and grind their teeth at you behind closed doors when you walk off. But when they're in front of you, they have to respect you because you provide good work. They have to. They have to. You know, and if you're working for somebody that's dis- disrespecting, you need to do something about that. You need to contact HR or whatever. And if HR's not doing anything, go above them. You know, grab an attorney. You know, somebody will help. Get a group together. Get it done. Push it. You know, we have, be- we, we have become part of such a lazy society, such a lazy culture, that those of us that are older, that come from a time of hard workers and, and, uh, and from a time of people that, that have... Um, that have uh, faith in themselves and that have pride in the way they work that you don't see that anymore you know it's uh, auto gratification you know give me what I want now 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 you know it's it's all it is sad you know and I think you know who you are so you know if you're in a position where you provide patient care, safety services, any kind of a representative, you know, or anywhere where you deal with the lives and quality, with the quality of people's lives, and you provide good care, make sure that you stand up for that. Make sure that you know that you're respected for it. Make sure that... that that you have a say, that you're your own advocate, and you say, no, I'm a good employee, you're not going to treat me that way. Because I'm sure there are more than just you that feel that way. And if these people can get enough of a, of a resistance by collective of those that say, hey, no, we've got our own minds, we've got our own, you know, our, we've got our talents, we've got our opinions, and we know, I mean, we're going to speak our opinions, and you do it collectively, and I think they're going to have to listen. But if you just sit back and be perceived like the other yes men or the yes employees, yes, 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 then don't bitch and complain. Take it as you're getting it. You know, like I was saying, like I'd stated, I think it was last or the previous episode, that I used to just put myself out there and absorb everything they needed. Hey, Santino, a clinic needs this. Hey, Santino, a clinic is short. Hey, Santino, this clinic is 30 miles that way. And so it's another 30, 60 miles. Hey, Santino, a clinic here, clinic there, you know. I used to float with no float pay. 
I mean, they reimbursed my mileage, but what the fuck? Of course, man. I mean, I'm using my gas to keep your business going, to keep your clinic going. And, you know, it got to a point where we all understood that we were just, you know, being used for the purpose of keeping the business going and not being shown the proper, you know, appreciation or not not appreciation so much, but the proper acknowledgement that, you know, a hard worker is a hard worker and we need to take your, your input to value. Oh, no, he's just an employee who always, you know, does this, that picks him up. No, mm-mm. You know, I've had the luck to make a name for myself where I go, you know, and, and people know me to be a good employee, a good employee, a great employee, a great MA, a hell of, I mean, I've been a clinical instructor, I've been a teacher, you know, because I love what I do. Everybody thinks I'm a, I'm an adrenaline junkie. Good, because that's the impression I want to give. That shows dedication and the love for what it is that I do. And I'm worth that. I'm worth you saying, you know, thank you. Because you know what? If you're treating me if, if you're treating me as the employee that I am, what I'm worth, and show me the respect, I don't need a thank you. I don't need gifts. I don't need a pat on the back. Because by you respecting me and by you giving me that respect, that shows me. That's a thank you enough. That shows me that you respect me. But you know what? If you're going to sit there and try and interrupt my life, interrupt my family's life, um, make me feel like I'm less than what I am, uh, question my treat, my, my care, question my, 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 uh, my ethics, my work ethic, you know, question my ability to do my job, then you know what? You better damn well say thank you to me. Because you're going to be ignorant enough to sit there and purposely... Because, come on, if you're in management or administration position, you can't be stupid enough to sit there and say that you didn't understand. Then, then why the hell are you there to begin with? No, you, you've got to have some brains on some level. That's why you're given that position. So you know. Don't act stupid. So if you're not going to sit there and, and, and show me that you respect me and show me that I'm worth what I am, then yeah, you better say thank you. Every time you walk by, say thank you. Because I have what it takes to provide the job that you need done and to do it effectively not negligently and those that are like myself it is because of us that provide that care that keep your clinic going that you know that 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 give you that that shining you know you know when when patients leave a a good uh, a review it's because you have a staff that does a good job when you have patients that leave a bad review it's because those that you know, have no regard or consideration for their job, yeah, their personality shines through. Or, if you're getting bad reviews, it's because you as a supervisor or administration are not providing the appropriate tools, the appropriate staffing, the appropriate needs and methods and stock or whatever. You're not providing that to your employees to provide the better care to continue to get nothing but good reviews and ratings. So listen to your patients. Listen to their disapprovements. That disapprovement is on you, not your employees. Well, not the ones that do a good job anyways. So all you out there that do a good job, keep it up. All you out there that are lazy and just go to work to collect a paycheck and decide not to show up one day because you think you're better, 
well, you know what? You're going to have a hard time in life later on. Because when you're put to the test, when you're put to a task, when you're put in a position where you have to provide, you know, some kind of a, 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 a mentality or, or a level of comprehension, you ain't going to have it. You're not going to be able to. You're going to crack. You're going to cry. You're going to sweat. You're going to pee yourself. You're going to shit your pants. And you know what? And you know what? You, you know what? The fact, the truth is, everybody around you knows this. You think you're hiding those vulnerabilities about you, inside you? You think you can go to work and, and put on that face like, oh, nobody knows that I'm an insecure, ass-kissing, you know, brown-nosing, you know, medical assistant? Let me tell you something. Everybody around you knows because that is the energy you put off. That is the character you put off. Everybody sees you not come to work. Everybody sees you not uh, uh, coming to work late. Everybody sees you kissing ass. Everybody hears your conversations. Everybody hears you complaining. So what impression do you think you're giving? What do they say? You know, character is when a, is, is what a person does when nobody is watching. Oh my God, if this is your character when you're being watched, I just imagine when you're not being watched. Oh boy. And that's how you live your life? And you're the and, and that's the type of person that administration and management want? Because they don't provide because they don't give resistance. And they can be that, you know, that little you know, that little tin soldier that they want. Fine. Then you know what? Put me in a position where I can shine. And where I, I'm, 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 I'm given what I deserve, and you know, put all these other ignorant, you know, uh, ignorant, spineless, you know, no confident guys in another position, you know. Overall, moral of the story: respect yourself, make yourself known as you, you that you respect yourself. Make don't make everybody else respect you, but do it right. Don't be a bitch. Don't be a bitch session. Don't just complain to complain. Do it right. Work hard. Work with ethic. Work with value. Do a good job. When someone says thank you, say no thanks necessary, no thanks at all. I don't think you need to say you're welcome. If you're there to provide a human service and they say thank you, no thanks at all. I'm doing it because I want to rather than, oh, you're welcome. Thanks for noticing. No, uh-uh. The medical field, just like, you know, you know, fire and law enforcement and many others are a very thankful, thankless job, which is what it should be. Because these are, these are careers that you get into to do for the love of what it is, for the love of the theme, for the love of the people, for the love of community, for the love of society. And you do it because you believe in it, because you believe in yourself. You believe in treatment. You believe in method. You believe in, you know... You believe in, 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 in the greater good that, that, that your hands can, can create by treating and, and being compassionate and listening and providing and caring. That's why we do, that's why you're supposed to do this job. Not because you want that good pain, not because you want that and then move on to whatever. You know, shame on you. But if that's you, you know what, that's going to come out in the end. Remember, that's gonna it might take twenty, it might take thirty years, but you're gonna to get to a point where you think you're so big and you know, and you've got everything. It's gonna come down crumbling on you. Or you know what the worst thing is? Is this? Is you know? I remember my grandfather telling me the worst time of the day, the worst time that you can go through the day, you know, being a funny guy, doing the, you, being whatever type of person you are. 
but the worst time of the day is when you go when you when you lay down in bed. It don't matter if you have a spouse, boyfriend, girlfriend, whatever. Because when you lay down in bed and you're in that own mind, you're in your own mind, and there's nothing to distract you, and you actually think that you've actually pulled off that what you think you you are. That's horrible. To sit in your own mind and know that you're a piece of crap and that you're just a narcissist and that's horrible. And if you can't do that and really believe it, then you have a mental issue. And then I, I, I think a lot of I think I work with quite a bit of those. Alright guys, Santino Tez for All Things Medical Assistant. Check out the blog, allthingsmedicalassistant.com. Um, look for your episode, send a voice message or send a direct email from the homepage. And let us know what your comment, question, concerns were provided on the next, uh, we'll address it on the next podcast. Plus, let's get you on as a guest, okay? Alright guys, so again, you know, believe in who you are. Make it known, make them understand, you know. I mean, don't don't be a, a Billy Badass and go in there fighting, knocking down doors and all that. No, none of that. But you know what? Let them know because you're worth it, okay? Alright guys, this is Santino Tez for All Things Medical Assistant. We'll talk to you soon.